0: This is an ENN special report. Now reporting.
1: The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg.
2: It at six. When
3: the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not, Don. It stands up. Uh, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. Now, one.
0: Of your show is number one.
3: Hey, everyone. Welcome to ENN.
2: On TV. Ray Row.
3: That's right. And ENN tonight, by the way, it's b- brought to you by Sunday Night Baseball. All season long, listen to 98.7 ESPN for ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you. Mm-hmm. Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. You know that to be true, Michael. Yeah. Experience it for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at NissanUSA.com today. I'd like to start start off also by saying good evening to Michael.
2: I'm a blob, not well-defined.
3: And good evening to Don.
1: Meanwhile, if you walk in there with a tall boy, you'll get handcuffed.
3: And to Don again.
1: It would be forced and it would die.
3: And to Don again.
1: From grape to raisin to dust.
2: Mm, that's that's the line. title of his eighth book.
3: <laughs> and to Peter.
2: Derek Henry
3: and the Purple Birds. The Ravens. Had the perfect day, I guess so. And to Michael, Don, and myself,
2: so you think that 61 should be on HBO, it should be easy for people, but you don't have a problem with it being on Apple TV, which is not easy for people.
1: I don't know what that means, I don't understand what just happened. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, oh, that was good. That huh? was good. Let's, um, let's talk Aaron Judge for a moment, shall we? Let's hear from the man himself. Um, here's Judge on his amazing throw from right to catch Tommy Fam.
0: He's trying to make a play like anybody else. You know, I got a lot of respect for those guys over there, so that means a lot. But you know, Fam's a good runner, good hitter. You know, just trying to just trying to make a play for my closer. That, that's it.
2: And to Judgey, did
3: you think the ball was going out in the ninth?
0: No, 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 Just just got underneath it a little bit. Pretty windy night, so I was hoping maybe. It was blowing out the time I was hitting, but just missed it. But it lined up for a nice little J.D. walk-off, that's for sure.
3: And lastly, does he feel that the Red Sox pitched around him last
0: night? No, I I don't think so. You know, Walker, you know, he does a good job of commanding the zone, you know, down away and then, you know, throwing a good sinker, change-up combo inside. So I think he was just trying to hit his spots and, you know, it was a little little chillier today and he just, you know, missed a couple pitches. But I, I don't think anybody's really changed anything they haven't done all year.
3: Now, Michael, do you think we'll see any sort of different pitching approach tonight? Like was anything yesterday Waka specific or do you think it's just a Red Sox philosophy?
2: I would think it's Waka specific. I mean, Rich Hill doesn't have nearly the stuff that that Waka has, so he's going to have to try to get him out, you know, with a little bit of this and a little yeah. bit of that. He doesn't throw very hard, so I think he's going to he's going to work the corners. I don't think He's going to come across the plate with anything. Walker occasionally did, but he also worked the corner. So, in generalities, I think the Red Sox are going to ask him to expand the zone. And if he doesn't, then uh, they'll walk him. They'll, they'll gladly take the walk. And what would help judge is if the Yankees have him come up to the plate with the bases loaded, then you can't really pitch around him. Is Rich Hill the oldest player in baseball? Um, is anybody older than 42? I think that might be the oldest. Brady's forty five, but that's not baseball.
1: No, not last I checked. I'm sure somebody on Twitter will get back to us on that. I think he must be.
3: Well, what's the? What does that mean for you, Don? Oh,
1: well, he's going up against the oldest player in baseball tonight.
3: Right? You mean hit? You mean hit him? Hit this guy?
1: Yeah. But I guess the Yankee Nation doesn't want him to get it done.
2: Of course they do.
1: Well, not Come the ones on. calling the show. They want you well, on the call, Michael. Well,
2: they, they might want me on the call, but they want it to get be done. I mean, I think they're looking at it as if he doesn't get it tonight, the The fallback is, you know, they get the yes crew that they're used to calling the, the game tomorrow. But I think they want him to get it done tonight. I don't think there's anybody rooting against him.
1: Well, I hope not because you can get even bigger number, right? I mean, that's why you settling for – 62, and you, you've got plenty of games left, and maybe maybe we reach 70. Who knows? Before we get into some NFL,
3: of course we have the NFL announcer lineup coming up. can oh, wait for it. Hopefully yeah. it's the
1: whole thing. If you're
0: a man.
3: <laughs> wow. But the Celtics situation unfolds a bit further. We now know that Ime Udoka will be suspended for a year.
2: I have a hot take, Peter. Mm. Uh, but we he all will never ever coach for the Celtics again.
3: I I, I I don't know how hot that is. Okay, I, thought I it think was that's. Hot. I think that may just be the take. It's as
1: hot as it was when I said it yesterday.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: wow, stuff. <laughs> <That's tough>.
3: um, <laughs> what a jerk!
2: What? So oh, me, so no, no. Peter. Yeah, you. He means you. Go ahead,
3: okay. Peter. Thank you. Anyways, um, so. The Celtics announced the suspension but also made specific mention of the fact that his future would be basically assessed down the line not yet. So they 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 intentionally propped the door to dismissal open. They've also said there's a significant financial penalty. And apparently there was a relationship this is this is rumored that there was a relationship happening and at some point The relationship ended, and maybe the comp there were comments that continued that someone was uncomfortable with, which led to an investigation, a month long investigation with lots of interviews, and the Celtics landed on what they landed on. Now, people have been all over the map with different takes on this, feeling it's too harsh. Um Stephen A went really up and in on the Celtics yesterday, and the way that they've handled this differently than it seems like other situations have been handled. My my thought, guys. Is there is something at the core of this thing that makes it, um, it made it more imperative that the Celtics act in this fashion. They're not, I don't know, man, the Celtics are a pretty buttoned up organization. They don't, they don't, they're not known for terrible uh, culture or decision making or being hasty. And we know they love Dudoka as a coach. So, I don't know, guys. I feel like we're going to find out there's something at the core of this. You know, maybe someone, maybe one of the people who was involved was connected in some other way to someone else. I just think this was more personal than we realize.
2: Personal think- in what way? I mean, they don't have anything against Udoka. Uh, obviously, something happened. The, the, the one thing I kind of I blame the Celtics for, why make it so mysterious and secret so, so that there are other women in the Celtics organization that, that have to – you know, have these rumors swirling around. Is it them? Is it her? Is it? That's not right. I guess they're trying to keep private the person that it really was, but you're then throwing open the door for everyone to be scrutinized and um, hypothesized on whether that's the person that Odok had the relationship with. Just It's just sloppy. I but again, just this, sloppy.
3: this is why the fact that everything got out. Don, follow me on this. Mm-hmm. The fact that everything got out. The fact that the punishment is so severe for someone who was clearly so effective as a coach in year one, taken to the finals, all of that says to me, Don, that someone in that organization was affected by this in a very profound way. That yes. that's because they they leaked it. They t- they felt like telling the world about it. Because Stephen A's right, this kind of thing can stay in house and still get dealt with. It did not. It got leaked. And like I said, this is not a super leaky organization. No. So this happened for a reason. And I understand why people are upset by the amount of time for the suspension. But I'm waiting to see exactly what the story was here. You
1: know, people can, people can get all like, oh, you can't keep it. If you're a professional organization, you want to keep something quiet, you can keep it quiet.
2: Super leaky. Wasn't that the song by Rick James? Mm. You mean super freak? Oh, because it was super freaky.
3: Yeah, didn't didn't have a super freaky uh, reference on my on my bingo card for today's show. Mm-hmm. Who did? But that's the thing. That's the show. By the way, uh, Miss um, Hatton just pulled a Michael K on Twitter and went up and in on someone who had a nasty thing to say about Rocky going to the game. You'd be very proud.
2: <laughs> she should go up and in on me.
3: Well, different I, the, <laughs> the language, the language used, and and and. So sort should, of.
2: I should call this up.
1: Yeah, call him and see if he made any uh, cogent points. I don't. I, no, no. He, Don, believe me, he
3: did not make cogent points on language alone. It's. And in fact, Don, I don't want you to read it. You're, you're saying now, Don, you read it, you'll walk off the show and go looking for this man.
1: Really? That's my prediction. let see. I got. I don't have any plans tonight. Let's see.
3: <laughs> all right, let's move into the football of it all. Joe Flacco was on earlier with DiPietro and Rothenberg. And so Joe
2: Flacco has talked to Rick more than I have.
1: Wow, it's still Rick.
2: That still hasn't resolved itself? Huh.
1: That's scary stuff. Now, see, I'm on Michael's side with this one. I what? know Michael sometimes is very hasty to, to end relationships
2: or whatever, but, God, what was that, Tuesday his birthday? He, got- he did text yesterday about he took a, a shot at Peter, but never a thank you for the birthday wish, so I didn't even read his shot at Peter. Wow, so you're yeah, sick. I, I just read what the guy said. I might go find him.
1: But his birthday, I'm just looking. When I text Rick, it was had to be like Monday or Tuesday. It's been a while.
2: Uh, Albert Pujols is the oldest active player.
1: He's 43. He was
2: born January 16th, 1980. Oh, that makes that would sense. Make him 42.
1: Now he's also 42. So, all right. So we're talking a matter of months. Monday, Monday was his birthday.
2: Well, then then Albert's older. You know whose no, birthday it is today?
1: No, no, Monday was Rick's birthday. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, oh. Do you know whose birthday it is today? Big celebrity? Big Go ce- ahead. Big celebrity. Like major. Like if, if he came to your house, you would talk about it for the rest of your life. Bruce Springsteen, 73.
1: Wow, that's amazing that he's that old.
2: Um, Matt,
1: now, oh, March 11th, by the way, for Rich Hill.
2: So, so just a couple of months. Yep.
3: So Matt Barnes, by the way, back to the Celtics for one second. Former NBA vet and now.
1: Now closing for the Red Sox.
3: Red Sox closer and famed podcaster, <laughs> Matt Barnes. <laughs> said he originally made a statement on the Yodoka situation and then had to go delete his tweet. Oh, nice. After doing research and talking to people in Boston and getting more of the story. So He's, he said, "He said the reason I erased my post yesterday is because after I posted it, I got a phone call from someone who knew all the details, and the ish is deep. Pray for everyone involved. Hope everyone gets wow. through this. Some things that happen that I can't condone, that I can't take, that I can't back.
1: So this isn't your simple simple infidelity or uh, it, it's, inappropriateness. This seems like it goes well beyond that. If you're starting to pray for people and can't, oh, that's." And I mean, Matt Barnes is a reliable source at
3: this point. I mean, he's that's that's. um, Let's just wait and see this whole thing play out. I would not die on any hill defending anyone with regard to this at this point. Um, Joe Flacco, what is his relationship like with Zach Wilson?
0: That's awesome, man. I mean, you know, our QB room's great. Uh, I think we've had a bunch of guys that that have played at a high level and, you know, have to put some things aside at at certain points. But, like, we have a great QB room. We have a lot of fun in there. Uh, You know, we push each other to work hard and and get better. So I've been having a lot of fun, and and Zach's a great young kid. That's why, you know, like I said, I'm excited to see him get out there and play when he's healthy.
3: Uh, More with DNR and Joe Flacco. If you play well this week, should you start week four?
0: No, listen, uh, I'm happy to have, to be and to have been able to put this team in an opportunity to kind of set up the rest of our season, you know. But when Zach gets healthy, um, I'm excited for him to get out there and, and let it fly a little bit. So anytime you get a chance to play in this league, you're grateful for the opportunity, and I just want to continue to go out there and play the best I can and continue to put ourselves, you know, our team, in a chance to to win some football games.
3: Last thing from Flacco, uh, here's Flacco on getting a win after Salah's receipts comments from last week?
0: Listen, I think people want to make such a big deal about everything. Like, what do you expect them to say? Of course he's taking receipts. You know, know, that's what probably anybody is at least thinking as a player when you hear your head coach say that. It just kind of confirms – how you feel he feels about us. You know, I think we already know that, but for him to go out there and on it publicly and it shows players how much I think this team means to him. And I think for us as players, it just, it, it makes us even more want to go out there and play for him and play for each other and, and make sure we can you know, hold up our end of that.
1: I, I always do take exception to it. Whenever somebody says something like it makes a prediction or a guarantee, well, what do you want them to say? We're going to lose. I, they, they... He didn't have, again, I, I have no problem with what he said, but don't make it seem like it was the only thing he could say. And Sala's right. They, they didn't, he didn't cash in on his comment because he beat Cleveland. That was a long-term statement. As Bob Wischews would say, that's a wide-angle lens view. Does he say that? Oh, yeah.
2: What does he say that in, in terms of?
1: Like when he's talking to Sala, I and mean, you can listen to it in the pregame. I love it. It's a great question. Let's get more of a wide-angle lens on this season,
2: so that's a Wachusettism.
1: I, I, that's uh, he's the only person I heard say it. I think it makes sense. I think it's colorful.
2: You've always been a big Wachusett fan. Big
1: Wachusett guy.
2: I have always said he's a hack, and you, you fight me on it. <laughs> How can you say he's a hack? He's terrific. I'm trying to good radio, okay.
1: I mean, he's aroused by his own voice. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, not everybody's perfect. But as an announcer, as a friend, as a human being, as a father, as a husband.
2: You really think he's a close friend of yours? Stop.
1: Well, listen, I don't think he would say that.
2: He's but not, I've known the guy for 25 th- years. You think he considers you a close friend?
1: No, I don't okay. think he does. That, that, I consider that's him I'm a saying. close friend.
2: You, But how could you consider him a close friend if he doesn't consider you Because one? not everything
1: has to be equal. I've confided. I've had issues, and I've called him, talked stuff out. He's never done that with me, but that doesn't stop me from, from calling
2: him. Sounds like a one-sided love.
1: No, I, I, I. It does. It, it sounds like it because it might, might be. No, well, that's but, sad. But does that, but does that make it where I now have to stop? I mean, it's not like a we have a romantic relationship where things have to be even. I'm friends with plenty of people where I'm probably closer to them than vice versa. I do it every day with Andrew.
3: Right, you know Andrew hates your guts. Well, yeah. it's the whole
1: thing if you're a man.
2: Andrew, is this true that you you hate Don's guns? I never
1: said that, Andrew.
3: That is, it is so ridiculous. And Don has pushed this
1: this narrative. Wait for, a minute! For I years. didn't say you hate me. I just say that the relationship is not equal. I like. I said more already, more Don. Like me. It was embarrassing. Uh, don't me don't on defend him. The but I'm not even mad. I was what, everything in life is fair and equal and balanced.
2: It should be in a, in a perfect world, like in John Lennon's song "Imagine."
1: Listen, uh, all life is is navigating inclines and
2: declines. In- interesting. Uh, Guys, I think we have to
1: do
3: something here. What? I think we're going to have to do the NFL announcer lineup in the next segment. And it better be
1: every single game. Hopefully it's the whole thing if you're a man.
3: It's a lot of pressure you're putting on me. Um, But before we get to that, and we will do it in moments... Let's hear from Jerry Jones talking about how he would love to have a quarterback controversy in Dallas.
0: So you'd want that? You'd want that controversy? Of course I would.
2: Okay. <laughs> of course that means we'd won. If it comes in here and played as well as Prescott played, Rush played that well over these next games ahead, I'd walk
1: New York to get there. <laughs> do, you, do you think he can do that? Uh, well, I don't know that, but uh, uh, I've. I would – you can't find on record where I said I thought Dak Prescott could do it when he had the – when he stepped in and had the chance to do
2: that. But he did it. You tell him, Jerry. I'm a big Jerry supporter.
3: That's not a hill you should die on.
2: You know, I'm not dying on it. I'm thriving on it.
3: (laughs) Um, This is an interesting piece of audio. Richard Sherman and K.J. Wright discussing Pete Carroll's relationship with Russell Wilson – In Seattle. He was not held to the same accountability as the rest of us. You bashing the defense. I need you to at least mention his name in the team meme room. But there wasn't enough years difference for the accountability thing to be like that. Well, he was young. It was like, well, he was a year younger than us. (laughs) He like, ain't that young. When you got 52 guys being held to a certain standard, you got one guy not being held to a the standard, then it's going to cause some friction. After a while, it had to get to the point where he chose Russ or the defense. And after the Super Bowl loss, he kind of made it pretty clear who he was choosing. And then you hear the truth
0: from Pete for the first time, you know, after Coach, the game. Coach Carroll is funny. He is funny. I, he is funny. You went 10 years keeping everything <laughs> tight in the locker room. Let's keep
3: it tight. As soon as this man leaves, you let it all air out. Well, I guess you only protect the team when you own the team, kid. <laughs> exactly.
2: Why is that so unusual? I mean, his quarterback he's going to protect. Now he's the quarterback of the Broncos. So yeah, that part's he, not it's amusing. It's a different take.
1: But is it that crazy to side with your quarterback over everything else? I mean, that's kind of what happened with the decline of of, of of both organizations in Baltimore and Seattle, where right, you win a Super Bowl, now you got you got to pay the quarterback. And then who do you end up losing when you pay the quarterback? A bunch of good defenders. That's the way it ends up working, right? Yeah, That's what ended up breaking bit. up the, the legion of boom, was that you had to pay Russell Wilson. Why? Because the quarterback's more important than everybody else. So is it that crazy that in a face-off that you would side with your quarterback? It's so not you unusual. You should
2: side with your quarterback.
3: Uh. Cincinnati Bengals playing the at the Jets this weekend. Sure, let's hear from Joe Burrow uh, talking about this team being at zero and two.
1: Very comfortable. Those guys are, are working hard to get it right. I can do a lot more to help them too, and, and we can do more with, with play calling to help them as well. So um, we're getting this thing right. Nobody's panicking. Myself, everyone is is frustrated, but like I said, we're not panicking. Two games in, we got 15 games left. So it's all just take a deep breath and relax. We're gonna be fine. We're not worried about it.
3: See. That's Joe Cool right there, baby. Joe Cool Burrow. JB.
1: Now, there's only been two seasons with the um, extra wild card. But no 0-2 team has made the playoffs in those two seasons. Wow. Now, I think that'll change. with There's just too many playoff spots, right? But 0-3? No matter what your format, they lose to the Jets. Now... They're going to be in some trouble. Now That division may open up for them because it looks like Pittsburgh and Cleveland, I don't know whether they'll be wild card teams or whatever, but 0-3 might be tough. I bet you he's not feeling comfortable
2: 0-3. You can't really knock Cleveland, though, Don. I mean, realistically, they're 3-0 and without their starting quarterback.
1: True, but, again, I don't I – don't, are they one of the teams you think of that is going to make the playoffs over Cincinnati or that – you know, you look at the AFC, would you list Pittsburgh and Cleveland as candidates for those three wild-card spots? I think Baltimore's winning the division. That'll be the team that'll take advantage of Cincinnati's plight. But wait, way Miami's playing, You even even Denver's off to a slow start. Vegas is 0-2 as well, but I think those teams will bounce back.
3: Uh, we got a break here and then come you back with the that. announcer lineup. Andrew, before we break, one question. The U.S. loses to Japan? In a and mm-hmm. a little warm up for the World Cup. That's not, not good. Lost. No. No, it was bad. It's not just that they lost, but they played horribly. Uh, so not a great. This is kind of the final dress rehearsal before the real thing in the World Cup in two months, and it was it was not pretty.
2: Yeah, I watched it too, Andrew. you're, no, you're wow. so right. Yeah. Look, Bunked he it.
3: asked, uh, "What do you want me to say?"
2: No, no, it? I I, I down the tape. The remote. Yeah.
3: All right, more if You're not watching and- like you. <laughs> USA soccer, then you're a moron.
1: <laughs> That's an oldie, but it goes.
3: Oh, it sure is. All right, your full NFL announcer lineup no. on the other yeah. side. That's oh. right, Michael. Yay. Hang tight. More and next on Yes at 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. You know what time it is. It's Friday, and it's time for your NFL announcer lineup. 1 p.m eastern standard time we go to carolina we go to the fox network the new orleans saints and the carolina panthers michael you have the panthers don't you oh yeah very interesting choice you definitely stole that from someone dan helly DC Zone, and matt millen on the call on
2: fox wait this is the entire announcement of you doing oh. oh yeah don asked for it oh, if you- okay then you know what this is going to cost Don. Because his his best buddy in the world, Dan Grossman, won't get on the air. Go. Well, if you, Give the if entire you, lineup. Give next week's, too. Well, if let him go, you, know,
1: man. He'll get there.
2: Uh, it's going to be quick. The yeah. Houston Texans at the Chicago
3: Bears. CBS on the call. Andrew Catalan and James Lofton. You remember him, Don. Sure. Former great Buffalo Bill. We go to Indianapolis. Also CBS. Also 1 p.m. A Don LaGreca special the Kansas City Chiefs at the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Nance on the call. He's, of course, joined by Tony Romo. Where well, they're not giving you any sound either. They're making this a very bad segment. <laughs> and Tracy Wolfson. They'll be sound. Then we continue on to Miami. And this is a game I considered. I don't know about you, Don. Considered riding the Bills again. Like, yeah. we'll look back at this five and a half and think, oh, it was a short line. We were falling in love with Tua, but the Bills are the Bills. Bills favored by five and a half in Miami. And for a game like this on CBS, you know who you need. Kevin Harlan on the call. He'll be joined by the great Trent Green. Up next on Fox, Detroit at Minnesota and the NFC North clash that no one's talking about. Brandon Gowden and Brady Quinn on the call. Mm. A An AFC Fox vehicle, anyone? The Baltimore Ravens. At the New England Patriots, another game I consider taking and sort of regret not taking. Joe Davis and Daryl Moose Johnston on the call. And, of course, right here in New York at MetLife Stadium, the Cincinnati Bengals 0-2, desperate, The AFC defending champions need a win. They will try to get it against cool hand Joe Flacco and the New York Jets on CBS. On the call, your good friend, Ian Eagle. What is happening here? He'll be joined by Charles Davis. Another game I consider touching, but didn't. The lobby is bustling. There is an energy here. Oh, we've got a Washburn sighting, everyone. We have a Washburn sighting. We go to Tennessee, the Las Vegas Raiders. Two-point favorites at the Titans. Don, you know who's on the call for a vehicle like this, even know. though it's an AFC game.
1: That would be Kenny Albert.
3: How'd you know that?
1: Because I know what's going on, my buddies.
3: Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma on the call. Now, Michael jumping all over the Commandos game. My Commies versus the Eagles at FedEx Field in Washington. On the call, a man who was very good last night, Adam Amin. Aaron Judge, center field, way back,
2: Bob Hernandez is there.
3: <laughs> it's funny because it was a great call, and I feel for him, um, but it just came up just a tad short. Um, Adam Amin will, of course, be joined by Mark Schlereth and Christina Pink on the sideline. So that's stinking pink. <laughs> Let's <laughs> see. We don't have that if we don't do the whole thing. See, thank you, Don. Takes us to the 405 window. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the LA Chargers on CBS. And for a game like this, you know who you need: Gumble the Gumble, Greg Gumble. He'll be joined by the great Adam Archuleta.
2: Gumble does not like talk radio, sports talk radio. What do you mean? He said he doesn't like sports talk radio. Like recently, the hot takes. Yeah, he said about three weeks ago. Wow, and he was one of the uh, Fan originals. That's right. That's right. Oh, wow, very interesting. I did yeah, not that's know that.
3: why. Um, Four twenty-five Eastern. The Los Angeles Rams go to the Arizona Cardinals in an NFC West clash on Fox. Kevin Kugler on the call, joined by the great Mark Sanchez. Sanchez At, is
2: very good in the on the air.
3: I do. I like. You know what? I do like Sanchez. Of the new former players who have popped up as regular. Color analyst, I enjoy Mark Sanchez. The Atlanta Falcons at the Seattle Seahawks. For a game like this, there's only one man, Chris Myers, who could be on the call. He'll be joined by Robert Smith. By the way, when did Robert Smith start doing these games? And is that Minnesota Vikings, Robert Smith? I believe it is. I heard him last week, and I, I swear I did not know Robert Smith did games. Now, this is the big daddy. The Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Ballard. Rodgers. Brady. Burkhart. Keith, these are definitely not pumpkins. Greg Olsen as well. God, what a game. God, that's a drop-dead sexy, sexy broadcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Takes us to Sunday Night Football in Denver. The San Francisco 49ers, one-point favorites at the Broncos. On the call, Mike Tirico. Chris Collinsworth. I feel great and melissa stark (laughs) which of course takes us to the monday nighter last but not least the cowboys and your new york giants on espn and abc joe buck on the call he will be joined by the great troy aikman come on daddy and lisa salters and of course guys there will be a manning cast as well on espn too and that will do it for enn and your week two nfl announcer lineup
2: well done, well done. It I want to give I want to give you the uh, starting pitching for tonight's Mets A's game in Oakland. Brought to you by Nissan. Chris Bassett gets the start for the Mets, fourteen and eight, three point three two. He will oppose Cole Irvin of the A's, nine and 3.79, So a good record for Cole Irvin on a bad team. That is today's Mets pitching matchup brought to you by nissan you deserve a car that thrills you and nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps experience the thrill for yourself shop your local nissan store nissanusa.com today we'll come back we'll take some phone calls we've got a yankee injury report we have to give you as well it's kayla greco rosenberg and you on yes and 98 espn